Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part. And with me, as always, he's patiently waiting to see if the NBA suspends him for a game because he kicked me in the nuts. It's Greg Cowan, everybody! What's happening? Not too much, man. I'm really hoping this doesn't happen. I'm hoping, you know, maybe they take some leniency on me like Draymond because, you know, I am kind of a star. Yeah, and I gotta be honest, you know, this series, the Sports Dance Podcast series... It's a big deal to the NBA. It really is. They actually come to us for advice. We can't lose you for a game. No, we, we want, can't. It's we want the possible. team at full strength. You gotta right have. Now. It's the postseason. Man, They're not the, gonna allow a star to leave the court. It's the postseason of nutshuts so far. Huh? It is. <laughs> uh, game threes. Who would have thought in both game threes there would be nutshots? Mm. I definitely didn't. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I just I don't know of another you know sports series or a, a sports playoffs where. Nut shots are the main topic. None come to mind, at least. <laughs> I mean, you know, eye gouges. The closest you get in the NFL is maybe like, you know, fumble scrum, but they're not talking about it. Yeah. They're not telling you what they're hitting each other in the nuts. And ideally, they're all wearing cups, but like, let's be ideally, honest. Ideally, yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe some of these NBA guys might have to start thinking about that. Because I don't want to be like Adam to get hit down under again. Well, well before we really kind of veer off into just... Just long rants about nut sacks. <laughs> yeah, just just uh, you know uppercut shots to the groin. Yeah, let's uh let's kind of uh, you know break into it, man. How you doing? How you been? I'm doing good. I got to go to a beer and bacon festival this past weekend. Y- you had me at beer, and then you reeled me in with bacon. I, yeah, I mean it was everything I could have hoped for and more. I mean basically everywhere you turned, it was either bacon ice cream coming in my face or bacon ice cream. Bacon ice. It was delicious. Is that a thing? It is apparently. So yeah, I've never really. had bacon ice cream. Bacon on sweets is still new to me. I'm a big bacon it's guy. It's new to me too. It, they had a plethora of them available. It was kind of basically, hey, do you want some beer? Do you want some bacon dessert? There wasn't really many like, you know, just normal options. I was expecting like, there was going to be like 10 stations of just like, here's bacon like this. Here's bacon from here. Here's right. bacon from there. Different kinds no, of bacon. No, it was like, here's a bacon cupcake. Here's bacon ice cream. Oh, do you want bacon on a pizza? Cool, we got that too. But that's not the most exciting thing. Yeah, well, that's kind of like that. That's kind of like a fastball down the middle, bacon yeah. on a pizza. It sounds like. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. It's pretty direct. Yeah, I've had a maple bacon donut, and I've never had any other sweets with bacon. Well, I got to try bacon maple bread pudding. Bread pudding with yeah. bacon. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty delicious. Hmm. Wow. Jeez. And then to top it all off, you know, I got to wash it down with some nice beer. Hey, there you go. You know, they gave you like a nice little like shot glass like size uh, right, <laughs> glass for your beer. But <laughs> yeah. they gave you tickets. But let's be honest, nobody took the tickets. Right. We got there. I was like, is this for like a raffle maybe? No, they're like, oh, no, you got to give it when you give you drinks. Yeah. They, nobody took it. Hey, Plus, I ran go. into a guy that I ran into at a whiskey fest I went to. Yes, I know I sound like I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, I go to drinking festivals. 100. You're but you're, you're bumping into buddies who like different booze fests. He was a rep for one of the things, and I got like a free koozie out of it. So you know, it works out by drinking for like five bucks. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Moral of the story, kids, is become alcoholics and you can get free koozies. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's um, exactly it. Cool, man. <laughs> Do uh, not drink and drive, though. I did not drive. Just want to put that out there. Okay, nice little PSA. I, mean, I have to. All the people that for got the, for the adults that are listening yeah. with the children, for the adults that are listening to the children that didn't turn it off after we talked about nutsacks yeah. for a few minutes in the beginning. Cool, man. My uh, mom's turned this off, by the way. Oh, 100%. At this point. Bye, Mrs. Cowan. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Um, cool. 
So let's get into it a little Wait, bit, I hold guess. On. What happened with your weekend? I don't know, man. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> not, not good? All right. It wasn't Seattle. So. It wasn't Seattle. Uh, post-vacation, you probably have experienced this before, but post-vacation, reality sets in real quick. It does. Yeah. You look at your bank account, uh, bank account statements. You know, you look at the things Cry. that you spent. Yeah. A little little cold shower and crying and all that kind of good stuff. So Enya music playing in the background. Exactly. Um Ever since then, it's basically been raining here. You know, I don't want to give away where we are, but we sort of already have. So it's been raining here. You kind of know we live in the East Coast by this the point. East Coast, yeah. So it basically all of the crappy weather that was supposed to be in Seattle is all back here. Well, I'm kind so, of hoping it doesn't happen when I go on vacation because you know I'm finally taking a break from this you know hard hard podcast exactly. life. Well, you know <laughs> this is a uh, this is a bright ray of sunshine in my life, Greg. It is. <laughs> and guess what? You get to do a little bit of solo action maybe next week if you want. Yeah, a little solo, not bad. I'm just gonna talk to myself into a microphone. By the way, maybe get a guest. Maybe get a guest, but I don't want to spoil it for the listener. Listener, kind of uh, show how the sausage is made here. But we we got ourselves a couple microphones. We got two microphones. We look like semi professionals. We do, and we probably sound way better. A little bit, at least. We um, won't be fading out nearly as much. I hope not. We won't be doing like that background singer like thing where it's like you got three background singers sharing one mic, and we all got to get really close to each other. So you don't have backup singers. Oh, I've got uh, backup singers. You got backup singers? I got backup singers. I, I didn't want to spoil the fun. I tested one out this weekend. It was pretty good. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, so it, we're going to start using some industry jargon for all of our microphones. For example, Greg, how the cans? The cans are good. <laughs> cans are good? Too know. hot? T- uh, just right, I think. I just think right? They're cooling off. Okay, good. Good cans. Very nice. How are your cans? Oh, spectacular. That's good. Spectacular cans. <laughs> okay cool let's get into it uh we had a couple cool things to talk about since the last time that we convened there's been three basketball games three quality quality basketball games yeah we'll say that we're gonna talk about the nba playoffs folks as we always do we're gonna get into a little bit about tom brady and his uh second court appealing of hearing like the 17th district yeah time. Bre- break out your law degrees ladies and gentlemen and you got some jargon coming for you. A lot of jargon. I'm going to use the word en blanc. Get ready for it. I'm going to use object <laughs> many times. Objection. Um, <laughs> then we're going to touch on the NHL playoffs because that's a thing now, I guess. We're going to yeah. keep talking about it. I mean, it. we have to. It's getting close to, you know, big old Stanley getting handed out. We're going to touch on the MLB. And then for all of you Bachelorette fans out there, we got a big Venn diagram of sports yeah. fans and Bachelorette fans. Right in the middle is where we're going to meet yeah. towards the end of this podcast. Let's get some pop culture going on here. Let's make it happen. Let's get everybody involved. Cool. So since we have, uh, since we last assembled, Greg, uh, we need need to be served a big old slice of humble pie because the Toronto Raptors have made us eat our words hard. Uh, I think every person in sports media has got served a humble pie. <laughs> I don't think people in Toronto actually expected this. I don't think Drake did, Drake wasn't even there for Game Three. He was no. like, <laughs> no, everybody was like, I guess Drake is becoming a Raptors fan again after Game Four. Yeah, <laughs> all of a sudden, what happened? Get back on the bandwagon, Drake. Yeah. Drake I love, too, because Drake is such a bandwagon fan, but at the same time... But he's the Raptors ambassador. Yeah, but he's the Raptors <laughs> he ambassador. doesn't show up for the games. I love I it. I get it. You dropped a new album. You gotta do some promotion, but... What are you gonna do? You gotta be so, a great team. On Saturday, uh, the, Cle- the Toronto Raptors beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 99-84. Um, the first game back in Toronto is the first ever conference finals game that's been held in Canada. So there's a thing. That's a it's a first. It's definitely a thing. They're two and zero in their career in conference finals. Hey, not it, bad, at right? Home, at home, 
Yeah. They're two and two overall. Two but. and two overall. But <laughs> yeah. So two and oh back in back in uh the six. They had Jurassic Park outside going crazy. Jurassic Park outside. So the most notable thing for me, uh, there's two notable things for me in terms of the Toronto Raptors in the first game of that series on Saturday. Um, the first one is DeMar DeRozan scored 32 points, uh, looked like an actual, you know, first option on offense yeah, there. 12 for 24, right? 12 for 24, which 50%. is... A, Eight for nine in terms of his free throws. And that's huge when DeRozan's getting to the line. Yeah, they weren't getting to the line that much. That's big. Um, the most important thing for me, Greg, is Bismack Biombo. Bismack Biombo. He had 26 rebounds, Greg. Yeah, that's kind Greg, of hard to... he had 26 rebounds. Yeah, I understand. Greg, 26. 26 is a big number. We that's understand this. rebounds, Greg. That's like two double-doubles. Can I tell you that is no that one else... <laughs> it's a double-double rebounding? No. No? No. All right. Yeah, shut it down. Can't be a thing. You know what? Let's just re-record this whole thing. It's not like fetch. It can't become a thing. <laughs> no, it can't become a Sorry, thing. Sorry, Mean Girls was on TV last night. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> you're the married one, so you have to watch that. Even if you weren't married. There was married, nothing on TV. Even if you weren't married. What do you mean there's nothing hey, on TV? Lindsay Lohan in her prime. There was another basketball Lohan, game, Greg. And it was a yet. hockey game. No, it wasn't on yet. Oh. This was at like 6 o'clock. All right, whatever. <laughs> it was that or the news. No one else in the Cleveland Cavaliers on Game 3 had uh, even double-digit rebounds. LeBron James came the closest with 8. Um, LeBron also scored 24 points and 9 of eight, uh, nine of 17 shooting. LeBron's continued to struggle from 3, um, only 1 of 5 in that game. And Kevin Love, um, big-time Kevin Love, only had 3 points, uh, 1 of 9 shooting. He looked like he had an injury there. Um, you maybe know a little bit more about this than I do. Uh, it was more so game four they brought it back up. So game four they talked about it. So Love didn't play the fourth quarter in either game, Yeah, basically. I don't think he – did he play any minutes at all in the fourth quarter in the third? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. So game four last the, last night, because we're recording this Tuesday, uh, Love didn't play the fourth quarter. Part of the reason given was he said he stepped on the ref's foot and kind of tweaked his own after uh, trying to get back down the court in the end of the third quarter. And – Basically, Tyron Lue, I think, took the opportunity to use that as his excuse of why not to play Kevin Love. Yeah, and I got to be honest here. I am 100% convinced that Kevin Love's character in the Meet the Hoopers commercial is just basically his persona in real life. He's yeah, no, just it like seems moody, preteen asshole. <laughs> is basically Kevin Love at this point. That's probably accurate. So in game three, he was one of nine from the field. Um, game only four, three points. He was four of 14. Yeah. and Not he, pretty. And he scored 10 points with seven rebounds. Um, basically, Channing Fry at this point is a better version of Kevin Love. Yeah. Which is pretty ugly. I mean, the Raptors are basically letting Love shoot from wherever he wants to. Yeah. Because they don't believe he can actually exactly. hit the shots. Kyrie Irving has continued his incendiary, amazing SAT word right there, incendiary playoffs. He must have done for, really well in the language part. Oh, 100%, Greg. I was a language You got 100%? That's impressive. Yes, 100% of my SATs. Um, and then the only, the only thing is uh, Kyrie did have a dip in game three as well. Three of 19 shooting, one of seven from three. Yeah, I thought Basically, game three was a fluke. Yeah. Most people did. I mean, a little bit. So people thought the game three was a fluke. They came out really flat. Um, the, uh, the the Cavs really ended up going 14 of 41 from three. Um, and only 28 of 79 from the field as a to uh, in total. So they, they shot 35%, which is pretty ugly, um, as opposed to the uh, Raptors, 45% from the field, 38% um, from three. That's kind of right 
where you want to be. Yeah. Um, I know last night I remember them saying uh, the Cavs were 3 for 21 from downtown at one point. Yeah. Which I'm no math genius. Mm. And that's, that's not good. Yeah, no. We have established that we have you're a, no math genius. Me and Matt have not gotten along since eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you that I took AP Calculus? Did I Can tell I tell you, you I did not? Yeah, I took AP Calculus. Can I tell you all the stuff that I know about AP Calculus? Can you sum it up in like 10 seconds? Because I'm sure our listeners Probably are less ri- than that. Oh, okay. Um, X is not multiply. <laughs> X is the thing that you got to solve for. Oh. That's like a variable. Yeah, okay. So, you know, public school system, folks. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My college math classes were not fully done by me mm. I, oh, God. I had help from my now wife <laughs> is the statute of limitations over on this can we can we send you back can we get the can we snatch that degree hey, back in, in all fairness she did not help me pass the class <laughs> with a a plus she made she made me work for it she was like no you got to answer the final questions on your oh, own come on come on mary yeah um cool so the game, uh, the game that we had last night in that series, the Raptors won the game four in Toronto. We had a Kyle Lowry siding, folks. 14 of 20 from the floor. He had 35 points. DeRozan threw up another 32. Yes, skinny Kalo. Exactly. Uh, Kyle Lowry had was historically bad oh, he was in the first couple horrible. games. Horrible. He was historically bad. <laughs> he did the first not look like games. a guy that should have been on an All Star team this year. Last last night, he he showed that he was an All Star. Yep. Um, he had a couple good. See the thing with the with the with the Raptors, which is so funny to me, is that they really are a mid range jump shooting team. And when they hit the mid range jump shots, they look good things happen. They yeah. look unstoppable. Demar Derozan has basically perfected the post the little like mini mid range post up turnaround fall away jump shot, which looks so ugly for every single other player except when he's hitting it. Exactly. And then Kyle Lowry looked a little bit like Steph Curry last night. He was hitting long threes right in the face of defenders. <laughs> yeah. The, you know what's great when uh, Steph Curry is the like you know epitome of it, and the announcers are gonna be like he's hitting Steph Curry esque type threes. I know it's so funny. Like oh, let's not throw it back to maybe like a Reggie Miller or somebody that no. you know like isn't in the league anymore. Let's just say yeah, he has to be like Steph Curry. If he's like those any shots. three at this point, <laughs> he's, he's Steph, Steph Curry. You know yes. what I mean? Like we're using Steph Curry as a verb now. Yeah. Um. So Kyle Lowry looked good. Um. I want to throw out some analysis for you, Greg. Um, you Hit know, me up with this analysis. We're we're not necessarily the biggest quote unquote stat guys. We're okay. not. <laughs> we're not exactly quote unquote professional media pundits. I mean, our whole thing is we're the average fan stance. Yeah, exactly. Who um, stats. So I want to, but I want to throw out some pretty intense analysis for you. Okay. Hit me. The NBA 2K16 ratings for each player here. <laughs> but, this is, but this is a real point. This is where we go to accuracy. Yes, exactly. Kyrie Irving's NBA 2K rating right now is an 88, whereas Kyle Lowry's is an 86. Okay? I'm gonna, I want to go ahead and put that in your brain. Go ahead and lodge that That's, right there it's in, in there. your brain. It for seems sh- accurate. For shooting guards right now, we're going to talk about DeMar DeRozan has an 88. NBA 2K rating. Okay. So right now we have Kyrie Irving and DeMar DeRozan have an 88. Kyle Lowry has an 86. LeBron James's NBA 2K rating is a 95. Highest rating small forward in 2K. That's shocking. Whereas Kevin Love's NBA 2K rating is 82. And I think that's generous right now at this point. At this point, it's generous. I mean, he should be at least 85 or above. What I mean by this... This is all <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. Are we doing averages? Because no, what, is what it? I what I mean by this is anybody who's played 2K knows that in a seven game series, 
The guy with the best NBA 2K rating, and right now that's LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, should win the series. However, you're a lot of angry pointing at me right now. A lot of angry pointing. If you do have two players like Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan who are B to B plus players, you should reasonably expect that they win one or two games. Yeah. I mean, it's reasonable that they ended up winning. It didn't look like they were going to. I mean, the Cavs looked unstoppable throughout the whole playoff so far. Right. And the first two games did nothing to convince us the Raptors had any chance. Exactly. Now, if you're Cleveland, you, you might have to, you know, reassess, mentally gain yourself back a little bit because you're like... Okay, now it's the best out of three series. They just beat us two straight. We got to do something. Yeah, and I can completely 100% see a scenario where Cleveland goes home and wins the two games in Cleveland to close out the series and go to the finals. Thinking, you think it's going to go seven games? No, I think it can go six. No, well, I they can, have to go back to Toronto. Oh, they do the two. Oh, they do the one one. They did two two one one one. Right, I forgot about that. They got to go through customs one more time. I, I know they changed that. Oh, oh that's kind of. I actually totally forgot about that. The yeah. whole like getting Canada over back and forth on the border. But I can, I can, uh, what I mean, okay, I'm going to rephrase that. I can envision a scenario where the Cavaliers blow out the uh, the Raptors in the next two games. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I think my whole point with this NBA 2K rating was I should have done analysis beforehand before I went on a big rant about how the Raptors aren't even worthy of us even considering. They actually have only lost one game less than the Cavaliers all season. The Cavaliers this season were 57 wins, whereas the Raptors were 56 wins. Really? Really. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about that. Wow. Yeah, so that's something. Um, it looks like it's going to end up being a pretty decent series. Bismack Biombo has really turned himself yeah. into... I mean, at least it's going six games, yeah. which is what the Western Conference guys wanted because yeah. even if Cleveland does get there, they at least had to work a little bit. Right. They had all this rest leading up to this series. So. Before we break into the Western Conference, um, what do you predict is going to happen for the rest of the series? Uh, I think Cleveland had... I think Cleveland just goes in, takes care of business in Cleveland, and then just, you know, comes out guns blazing in Toronto game six and finishes it off. You think Cavs in six? I think Cavs in six. At this point, I got to believe that LeBron's just going to try to take his game to another level and elevate everybody else. Maybe, you know, punch K-Love a few times and be like, you got to get yourself in this. We got you here to rebound. Yeah. Do nothing else but rebound. And, you know, I think that's, I think they need to make him that his job. Stop putting him out on the three. He's not hitting the shots right now. Just let him go inside, do what he does best, and that's a rebound. Yeah, that's fair. I think that the Cavs are also going to win in six. Um, I, I think that, you know, if if the Raptors continue to get this strong shooting performances by Lowry and DeRozan, I think that we could probably push it to seven. I just don't think it's going to happen. The problem is, yeah, the problem is when you, you live and die by the mid-range jump shot, and at this point... You know, if if it's not falling, they they don't really have much. If of a only chance. one of them has an off night, it's exactly. game over. Like when you're really kind of hoping that Patrick Patterson can hit corner threes, if you're not falling, you're kind of in trouble. When you're hoping for Bismack Biombo to keep playing at the level he is, yeah, I mean, no, that's I think that's an awesome story. Is yeah, the fact he's that he's done great. He's he's done really really well. Um, so I think that you know Bismack is going to be playing himself into a nice little role, either with the Raptors next year or with another team. He's pushed up his FanDuel and DraftKings price by like a 1000 since the playoffs started. Hey, 26 rebounds will do and that. It makes you, a you huge know? difference in people yeah. playing. <laughs> 100%. So the other series that, uh, that has been going on, um, arguably the more interesting series, but I mean, at this point, who knows? Uh, Golden State and uh, Oklahoma City 
uh, you know, OKC is up two to one. Um, since yeah. the last time that we talked, um, Golden State kind of blew out the Thunder in the in the game two at Oracle. Yeah, tie the series back up. Yep. Then they got um, a nice three day rest for some reason. Yeah, that was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is so the, the the Warriors have traveled more this season than any other team, and somehow they were still seventy three and nine which is pretty impressive. So giving them a couple days rest, you'd think would almost even help them out a little bit because think, they've been yeah. doing it all season without it. But going, going back to uh, going back to Oklahoma City with the series tied 1-1, this was a really fun game. <laughs> for the first like quarter? Well, yeah. So for the first quarter, it was really fun. And I, I guess we just kind of have to talk about what everybody's talking about. Yeah. Well, first let's talk about the fact that Oklahoma City just – just destroyed buried, so, uh, buried the Warriors. 133 to 105, and that almost doesn't even do it totally justice as to where no, it was. It was at a, it was at I 40 points. It was points, at 40 points at one point. Yeah. And then they just put the backups in and let them play. So it was, it was, I think it was 44 to 40 um, in the second quarter. At one point in the second quarter, when the incident happened, um, we there each team came out with huge amount of energy. By the way, you mean when Draymond came from down under? Came down on it. You had you were sitting on that one. I was. You? I've yeah. been waiting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they, they were trading baskets back and forth. It was a really fast-paced, really fun game. Westbrook getting to the hoop. Durant just looked absolutely fantastic in the. He looked like the Durantula. He looked like the Durantula. Um, Clay Thompson uh, actually has such an arrangement of moves at this point where he's even getting to the hoop, um, kind of at will. You know, when, when the, yeah, when the Clay looks play, like the best player right now in the Warriors. Well, when the Thunder play that like smaller lineup, or at least when they put Abaka at the five, which they do not do very often, they don't, but, um, Thompson can get to the hoop pretty regularly. But all that being said, the, oh, by the way, the the uh, the Warrior Chesapeake Arena was absolutely lit that game. It oh, was yeah. a fantastic it was crowd. Great crowd. So, I expect the same tonight. Exactly. So midway through the second quarter, Draymond Green, everyone has seen it by now, goes up for a layup, think he thinks he gets fouled, flails as people do to try to get the call. And uh flails a little differently than most. Flails a little differently than most. And for the second time in the series, um, Nail Steven Adams in a place that can incapacitate people. He got kicked in the koalas. He got quick kicked in the koalas. You had that one too. Yeah. You've been writing He's these from things. New Zealand. I got to get some of these references in. <laughs> um, so what do what'd you think about this? Do you think it was dirty? Do you think it was intentional? Do you think it was a flail? What, what was your thoughts here? First off, let me just say it's Draymond Green. Yeah. So I think everything he kind of does is thought out ahead of time. Yeah. I think it was somewhat... On purpose, yeah. yeah. I mean, you see guys flail. You see the guys kick the legs up. You've seen Kobe do it to get foul calls all the time. His leg came up like almost directly up with his hip. He like went on like full on Karate Kid Crane. That was a Karate Kick. Yeah, that was Karate Kid Crane kick. Yeah. I mean, that was not a normal flail. And when you look at it, the ball was already clearly out of his hands, and he then threw his hands up, and his leg then went up. He was also like looking at Adams while yeah. he did it. Like, I think it was on purpose. The league obviously thought otherwise, but there's it's basically 50-50 split, it seems. Yeah, so... I don't know what your opinion is on it. I think he probably should have been upgraded to a flagrant two and then also suspended for the game. So, uh, I'm, I'm a little torn on this. So, 
So if you've been watching Draymond Green at all throughout the entire season or throughout his entire career, the one thing you know about him is he tries to get the mental edge no matter what. Oh, yeah. Um, he will do things that are kind of right on the edge of acceptability in the NBA. Um, he'll do cheap shots. He's yapping in everyone's ear all game. There's a couple really um, funny clips of him basically like spooning Steven Adams from lack of a better word and like whispering <laughs> things in his ear, all this kind of stuff. It's been a really interesting matchup because they have been playing Draymond at the five. Um, and Adams has really done a number on him in terms of rebounds, but also just getting, you know, getting some easy pick and roll buckets. Yeah, I mean, as he should be. So it's been a chippy back and forth game between them anyway. And he's already hit him in the nads once. <laughs> so all that being considered, you think you have to take all that into context before you figure out whether or not this was intentional. I think it was clearly intentional. Yeah, I mean, there was no... I don't think... And it, you shouldn't have a doubt in yeah. your mind. Now the question becomes, do you suspend somebody for that? Is it relatively... Is it? Can it be relatively considered a basketball play? Is there plausible deniability is the word that right. kept getting thrown out. Stephen A. Smith was like, there's plausible deniability. He was all in favor of Draymond not getting suspended. Yeah, I just... So he came out uh, super happy. He's like, you got to let the stars play. And I can understand, like, the concept of, like, this is a huge series. This is Oklahoma City, Golden State. This is deciding the Western Conference Finals. And we want to make sure that we have the best teams out there and the best product on the floor. You don't want anything tainting the outcome and people being able to question and be like, well, did the Thunder really win this? Draymond wasn't on the floor. But God, I can't imagine a scenario in any other sport where somebody intentionally kicks somebody in the nuts and then doesn't get suspended. And I need to keep saying it like that. I realize that this is, you know, you know, this, this is a we little have an explicit, explicit rating for we a have reason. an explicit on iTunes, so I can say that for a reason. <laughs> but guys, he kicked Stephen Adams in the nuts. And he's not like getting suspended. Switching to gonads once in a while. Gonads, whatever. He he. The basketballs. Yeah, he kicked him. He kicked him in the. He kicked the basketballs. You kick a basketball, you get a foul. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I, I don't know. I just I I can't imagine a scenario in any other sport where this happens and the person is not suspended. What makes it crazier is you look at the Cavs Raptor series. You have Dante Jones, who did the same thing except with his hand. Yeah. He gets suspended for a game. And that came out before the Draymond incident. Yeah. So then everybody's pointing to that going, wait, so what's the difference between what Dante Jones did compared to what Draymond did? Jeff Van Gundy went off on it last oh, Jeff night. Oh, Van Jeff Van Gundy thought it should have been. He goes, the only thing he thought was, should it be a two-game suspension or one-game suspe suspension? Right, yeah. That's the only reason he thought it took so long. And the other thing that's, a, that's not really working for Draymond Green is uh, Mark Jackson, who basically discovered Draymond Green. Yeah. Um, was like, this is a completely dirty play and he deserves oh, to be suspended. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. And I mean, so yeah, back to like the whole Dante Jones thing with it. So Dante Jones did the same thing to Bismack Biombo at the end of game three this weekend. So everybody was like, you know, there's not much of a difference. Both seemed intentional. Right. The only difference being that Dante Jones got fined $80 because, you know, he only makes $8,000 for the season because he was signed the last day of the year. Yeah. Which is funny because, you know, LeBron was like, listen, I'll, I'll cover the $80. So, you know, nice teammate. But Draymond is a star player. You know, he might not be a superstar player, but he's he's an elite talent compared to the rest of the league. Well, he definitely didn't play like a superstar talent the other night. Um, no. He was but... one for nine, six points, four rebounds, three assists. It's one of the worst games of his career. That was a huge turning point. Um, the Thunder really kind of went on to wallop the Warriors yeah. right after uh, that whole incident happens. 
and really didn't lose control for the rest of the game. Um, no. It kind of spurned on the crowd. They were chanting, kick him out. Green basically was, you know, his body language is awful after that. Yeah. Um, this whole business with Green has also overshadowed that Steph Curry was not that effective in game he, uh, game three. He had 24 points, but he was 7 of 17 shooting, 3 of 11 from, I mean, the, from three. Game two and game three, I mean... His stats were decent, but yeah. he's not putting up do great you, numbers. Do you pay attention to plus minus? Uh, I do. I know he was like negative 30 something. He's minus 39, Steph Curry. Draymond Green was minus 43. Now, I get it. In any blowout, the plus minus numbers are not going to be very good. Yeah, they're going to be inflated. But still, I mean, you when you have when you have your two your three best players, which is Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, all around minus 40, Something's not right. Something's not right. <laughs> 100%. So, what, okay, so uh, Oklahoma City is up 2-1 to one going into this game four, which is tonight at 9 o'clock. What are your thoughts going forward? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, going forward, I think what's going to happen is I think the th- I'm going to stick with my prediction. The Thunder are going to pull it out. I think it's going to go six or seven games. I would assume the Warriors find a way to push it to seven, try to get that final decision game in Oracle. But I think Westbrook and Durant look good right now. Their surrounding cast is, you know, helping. They're looking good. I think this whole situation may get into Draymond's head a little bit. I mean, if he goes off one more time, he is suspended the next game if he gets a technical or if he gets a flagrant. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if I'm I'm the Thunder, are you allowed to bring Rasheed Wallace out of retirement? (laughs) Because if you are, I'm bringing him out and just literally just put him out on the court and just be like, don't even defend. Just stand next to Draymond and talk the worst you can talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, so we shall see. I, I, I've been predicting Golden State in seven this entire time. It's tough for me to um, go against that just because – so what people don't really really remember is that last year the Warriors were down in two separate series before they went on to win the championship. Yep. I have faith in Steph Curry and this Warriors team. This has been the best basketball team that I have seen play in my lifetime um, besides the 2008 Celtics. Well, actually, besides the 2010 Celtics, because KG got hurt in the finals, and that basically stole a title from us, but that's a completely different story. Yeah, we won't get into that tonight. <laughs> Eddie House is my spirit animal. Okay. But, so, um, I, I have faith in Steph Curry, but I got to be honest with you right now, Kevin Durant and, and Russell Westbrook really kind of look like the players that we all thought they were. They both threw up over 30 points in that in that game. Um, you know, Westbrook had tw- 30 points and 12 assists. I mean... It's just, after the first two games, it's tough to see them losing in that building. Yeah, but I mean, either way, so you're going with Golden State still? Golden State in seven. I'm going with OKC, so uh, next week I'll have something recorded to either congratulate you on another great prediction or mocking you. That's true. Since I won't be here. Yeah, 100%. And I I just want to touch on one more thing with the Draymond uh, shot heard underneath. Yeah, uh, I was listening this morning. Stu Jackson, who used to be the vice president and used to make all for NBA executives, used to make the decisions. Yeah, for on-court incidences, came out saying if it was him still in charge, yeah, Draymond would have been suspended. Yeah, he said everything. He goes, there were six factors to consider. He goes, Draymond hit four of the six. Yeah, I mean we'll have we'll have to see. It's going to be a really interesting rest of the Western Conference yeah. Finals. A really interesting rest of the NBA playoffs. I'm very excited about this now. Um, thank you, Toronto. For being a professional basketball team. Yeah, good on you. Oh, oh, one last thing I saw on Twitter, which is very funny before we get going. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder lost. Um, one, or the Oklahoma City Thunder won 55 games this season, whereas the Toronto Raptors won 56. So that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, just real quick. If that ends, if it ends up being the Thunder Raptors somehow in the finals. I kill me. 
Uh, you might have the worst ratings in finals history. Yeah, well, hey. Kevin... Unless all of Canada watches. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to move on from the NBA. Um, we're going to move quickly into the Tom Brady deflate gate hearing. Um, <laughs> I know. This is the last thing that you want to talk about in the entire world, huh? Am I allowed to just mute myself for this? <laughs> oh, please, by all means. I can just go on a quick 30-minute rant about this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's what everybody wants to hear. So Brady filed an appeal on Monday for a second hearing by the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in regard to his four-game deflategate suspension. Who's already made the decision once yeah. to uphold Goodell's ruling. So they, they upheld the decision in a 2-1 decision on April 25th. Um, in their appeal filing... Brady's attorneys called Goodell's appealing appeal ruling biased, agenda-driven, and self-approving, which is like check, check, and check. Yeah, every, every decision he makes is that way. Is exactly that. Yeah. So I <laughs> doesn't mean, matter if it's Brady or anybody else. It's just so funny seeing lawyers basically state the obvious about Goodell, and then everyone like these judges having to act as if like he's not doing exactly what they're saying. Yeah, because they have to look at what was put into the CBA and everything given to him. And yeah. You know what? Yesterday I heard, so today I'll just add on the number. Yeah. Yesterday, I heard that Deflategate has officially been going on for 491 days. So today, as we record, it's 492. Yeah. And probably going to surpass at least, may, it could even surpass 600 days. Well, Maybe almost two full years. Yeah. Which... Because do you know what's going to happen? Okay, so he... Appeal after appeal after appeal. Exactly, but here <laughs> it is. So appeal. So Brady appealed and bonk. <laughs> and bank let's hear, let's hear all the jargon yeah there's some this jargon is the jargon you. section of the podcast for you so, jargon lovers all that means is that he's asking the entire second u.s circuit court of appeals to participate in the hearing objection so basically yes thank you <laughs> thank you um that means that seven of the 13 judges in this court of appeals have to agree to this hearing in order for brady to basically be hired yeah which yesterday they basically said it's like less than 1% chance. They're like, it really doesn't have a huge possibility of going through. I know. So this has got to be some... It opens up a wormhole. I really can't imagine where where Brady's lawyers were, like where their mindsets were in this. We hired a new guy. He hired a new guy, but it's just so, it's so weird to me to think that they think the best strategy is to get the entire circuit court of appeals to listen to this because there's just no way in hell no there's no way it's gonna happen and i mean if they do it's literally open up a wormhole for like well here's a bunch the thing. of things if it doesn't happen brady could take his case to the u.s supreme court which ugh. it's, it's I, just i want, it's just, I want that I know. to sink in for a second deflate gate could well, go to the supreme court and and be up there with board like you know, all the great Wade versus Roe and all those Equal rights. All those historical things that actually had you know, significance on everybody's lives. There's 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 serious civil rights unrest in this country right now in the LGBT community and Deflate Gate yeah. has an opportunity to go to the Supreme Court. Just shows you how psychotic Patriot fans are. I don't know what to say, man. Yeah, can you, like, can you defend Patriot Nation? Okay, defend so not, the wall. First of all, first of all, it's not Patriot Nation. It is Tom Brady's lawyers and Tom Brady's honor that is at stake right now. Okay, <laughs> like you can't just have a, a sports commissioner do whatever the hell he wants, and that's a real thing. You can to an extent when they basically said, "Hey, we want to get this bargain done. Just let Goodell have the power, and we'll disagree." I, I just don't know what to say, man. Like this is. Like, 
They did it to themselves. I understand he's abusing the power. He's not doing what he's supposed to technically be doing with it. But, I mean, the judge that ruled on this basically went through everything thoroughly and was like, listen, you basically gave him this power. I'm going to uphold it because that's what you all agreed to technically, even though you don't agree with it. And, you know, it's come back to really kind of bite everybody in the ass. Uh, Just accept it, move on from it, be done with it. So let's be honest. Brady misses the first four games of the season. Yeah. Worst case scenario, they're probably two and two based off of the first four opponents they have. I know. But listen, like, Greg, as a sports fan, and I realize, I realize that you're probably just so sick of hearing about this whole situation. I really am by living in a state in the north that loves Brady. Yeah. So you realize, I realize that you're sick of this, but putting everything aside, right? Putting, putting aside the fact that it's just been uh, just, we've been talking about this ad nauseum for the last year and a half at this point. As a sports fan, can you reasonably sit by and say, I'm okay with the commissioner telling Tom Brady he can't play four games of the season because there might have been something with the footballs that we can't prove with fucking science? I mean, as can a... You, can you I, stomach I, that? I, I can't. I mean, it does... If it's, Adam Silver it's, says it's Steph ridiculous. Curry can't play because we think that he sort of took some air out of the basketballs a little bit to make it easier for him to hit three threes in a game that he blew out the fucking Spurs or whatever. Is, did that happen? No, uh. that didn't happen because Adam Silver is a reasonable human being. Because Adam Silver is a person with thoughts and feelings and is not literally just a mouthpiece to get ratings and rake in cash for the stupid league. And I can't stand it, Greg. I can't stand it. Can I ask you one question? What? You still going to watch opening weekend? Yeah, I'm yeah, going to watch opening go. weekend. So guess what? Goodell doesn't care. I know, I know. But yeah, yeah, I get it. He's abusing his power. He shouldn't have done yeah, How it's all gone down it, is ridiculous. It just sucks because they, per- they picked the perfect target. They picked the New England Patriots who no one wants to stand up for and like, we've got our four Super Bowls. <laughs> no. no one wants to be like, this is wrong because it's Tom Brady and he's he's better looking than me and he's uh, got a better looking wife than I do and he's got tons of money in four Super Bowls. So yeah. no average sports fan Nobody is going to be like, bad for him, yeah, technically. yeah, like no one wants to be in his corner. But God damn it, if this happened to anybody else, this would like no, no one would stand for this. No, I mean probably not. I mean I, I might not be the biggest Brady fan, but I do think it's kind of messed up. If anything, I thought when it all happened, it was going to be a game suspension, which yeah. was totally fine by me. The four games, yeah, it seems like a lot, but at this point, instead of just keep going through it like if you're Brady don't you have to at some point I get it's your honor and all that but people aren't even questioning that it's really just can we stop it's it's gonna be done with four games whatever be done with it no come back no chop off every team's head like you did last season until the playoffs I don't care about and you know just just be done with it that's like that's like you being basically being like I don't know it's like (sighs) tell me Sam Bradford suspended four games I would be thrilled no, what I, what I mean is like it, it's like the it's like the government is is like basically saying you've committed tax fraud, and I'm gonna fine you or throw you in jail, and you keep appealing it, and all the people around you just kind of be like, dude, just accept it, dude, just accept it, it's fine, it's not fine, it's not fine if it didn't happen, you can't prove it didn't happen, but you're gonna punch me anyways. Just should have destroyed that cell phone. Yeah, well, okay. On that note. <laughs> Okay, what else we need to talk about? Um, uh, I think we should uh, move on. Do you want to cover some NHL before we dive into MLB a little bit? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch on both pretty briefly because again, hot takes only. Hot takes only. I mean, 
we got some stats for you, so that's cool. Hey, folks, but, so, uh, we got microphones and yeah. stats. We'll okay. bring it to the NHL. I'll, I'll start us off with the NHL. You know, uh, last night we had the Sharks versus Blue series. Sharks ended up going up 3-2 in that series after, you know, it was tied going in the third period. And then the Sharks decided, hey, you know what? Let's just end this. Let's just put this game away. Yeah. Scored three goals in third to win 6-3. Uh, I mean, the best part about the Sharks right now to me is Joe Thornton. Yeah, so he's just having a blast. There's two reasons why I'm I'm hitching my hitching my wagon onto the San Jose Sharks. A lot of people are, by the way, that I've talked to. It's because honestly, there's no other likable team in this series right now. And they've never won. They've yeah. never made it to the finals, I think, either. So um Captain Joe Pavelski right now had two games in last night's goal, bringing his uh his goals up to about twelve. Look at you knowing names. Yeah, look at me knowing names. Uh, American co-captain of the San Jose Sharks, just a Wisconsin boy made good, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and and my old pal Joe Thornton, who, you know, for so long was, you know, former Bruin Joe Thornton, and now he's been with the Sharks longer than when he was with the Bruins, and that's a real... And he looks completely different than when he did with the Bruins. Completely different, yeah. I love that beard, by the way. That's it's just it's something a, else. That is a playoff beard. That's a playoff beard, folks. Hey, Sidney Crosby, take notes, kid. Maybe, you know, try to just, like, find a fake one that looks decent like that. I mean, at this point, yeah. So, Joe Thornton, Joe Pavlowski, um, just two fantastic American, or I guess uh, Thornton's Canadian, whatever. He's American to us. For for all intents and purposes. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so you got that going on. Kind of sad for Blues fans, though, because, you know, when your team's home, you want to see them do well in the postseason. Yeah. They're 4-6 and at home this postseason. Ugh. They're below 500. And they're a good team, too, which yeah. is kind of a bummer. But that also kind of shows you how well they've played on the road. So you wonder, why don't why can't they figure it out on home ice? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, that series, we both want the Sharks. Hopefully the Sharks win the next game in six. The other thing that I love about the Sharks is they still kind of have, like, that that 90s, like, logo thing. Yeah. Like, I love the teams that haven't updated their logos. I love that they like come the out 90s. of the Shark's mouth at home. Yes. It's great. Love that. It's, like, it's such a throwback to me almost. Plus, like, what is what else does San Jose have going for it besides being in lovely California? I mean, beautiful weather. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, cool. Got that. And then the other series, we got Penguins, Lightning. Uh, yeah. So, the Lightning are up 3-2 in that series now. Yeah. And uh, going back to Tampa Bay, mm. where, you know, they're still dealing with the fact that they don't have uh, Stamkos, who was their star player this year. and But, like... <laughs> his contract's up, I, I believe. So, you know, right now, the Lightning are basically showing their... Man, ownership and stuff. Like, listen, we can win without him. And I don't think that Stamkos is going to actually lose money based on the fact no, that, he like... Somebody will pay him. Somebody will pay him. But at the same time, it's very funny to watch them it go up probably, against yeah. against one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Perennially a contender in the Eastern uh, in the Eastern Conference there. Every year. Every year. They have a chance. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, so but you got him out, and you got also their top goalie, Ben Bishop, who isn't back yet. Oh, He's yeah, still questionable for uh, Game 6 without Game 5. So, you know, it's just kind of impressive how well they're doing. But then you got the Penguin side of everything. They got guys like Malkin, Sidney Crosby, you know, star guys in the league. And Malkin basically came out saying, hey, you know what? Guaranteed. We're going back to Pittsburgh Game 7. Yeah. I how, mean, do, how do guarantees usually work in sports, James? Oh, really well, Yeah, I think. I think, like, the last one that was successful was, uh, you know, uh, Joe Namath. Joe Namath, yeah. Broadway. Might have been the last one that said, you know what, this is happening, and it did. Broadway Joe, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And usually, <laughs> usually they end up going completely opposite. So yeah. we'll see, Malkin. Maybe you don't know that because you're, like, Russian. 
<laughs> okay, well. <laughs> uh, the, the, we have an opportunity right now for the Tampa Bay Lightning and the San Jose Sharks to meet each other in the NHL playoffs, which, like, I don't know. That, I don't think that's that exciting for fans. But yeah. Talk about ratings, NHL. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some chances for finals this year of not huge ratings. There's been a lot of interesting, like, non-traditional playoff teams in this year's, final, uh, in this year's Stanley Cup. With Dallas and Memphis and San Jose, or Nashville, I mean, excuse me. Um, I said Memphis, whoops. Um, It's like the same thing. More or less. Um, But yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, I'm I'm pulling for the Sharks right now. I'm pulling for my boy Joe. See if they can raise up Lord Stanley's Cup. Lord Stanley's Cup. Um, do you want to touch on MLB real quick? I mean, yeah, I don't I think, really have. You got some stats. I got some, I got a few things I think we need to touch on. Okay, and then we'll spend um, the last like ten minutes on the Bachelor. Bachelorette, yeah, yeah, because, oh, you know, definitely. We're sportscasters. Yeah. So let's talk about the Bachelorette. We got we got some interesting takes on that though. So uh, yeah, so MLB, a few big a few big things. Uh, at least I'm a big baseball guy, so you know they're big to me. Uh, Matt Harvey, the Dark Knight mm. of the Mets, mm. struggling. Which is such a bummer, too, because the Mets have such an interesting team right now. And if he puts it together, I really honestly think that they can challenge that. Yeah, they have a three-headed monster then of a pitching staff. That NL East division is one of the most compelling divisions in the entirety of, of, uh, of baseball there. 100%. How dare you? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You? I used it. Uh, got, uh, yeah, so, got you the know. Nationals, Mets, and Phillies all within a game of each other, two games of each other uh, in the NL East. Phillies yeah. is coming out of nowhere. The Phillies, baby. And even the Marlins aren't doing that bad either. They're 23 and 21, okay. but continue. Let's, let's not talk about okay, them. Okay, cool. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, so Matt Harvey had a little bit of a rough start his last time around. Uh, gave up nine earned runs in two and two-third innings. Not very ace-like for a guy that was supposed to be the ace. Yeah, I'm not a doctor, but that's not good. No, I mean, he did have Tommy John surgery. Uh, over a year ago, you know, Still came, back, came back last year, kind of went over his innings limit. You know, that was the whole thing in the, like the World Series and stuff in the postseason. Is is he going to pitch a certain amount? Is he going to have innings limits? And he came out and did pretty well. But people are wondering if it maybe caught up to him this year. Uh, they actually were going to skip him in the start. They thought, and they gave him the choice. And you know, he was just like, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch right. into the ball because you know if you don't take the ball." You, you look like a bitch. Yeah, 100%. And if you do take the ball and you pour performantly, it's not going to go well. But maybe then after that you go, yeah, you know, my arm, you know, maybe go on the DL and give yourself a reason. Yeah. But uh, at least that's, to start that's called, off with. That, that right there is called the Clay Buckles. <laughs> Weird haircuts. Clay. Just, Weird haircut Clay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, that's big for the Mets going further on, seeing if he struggles, if he can bounce back. The other big thing. Uh, is Josh Hamilton, former MVP in 2010, out for the rest of the year with a knee injury. And probably should just call it a career at this he point, sh- right? I mean, he should. Yeah. it's It's been sad. He uh, It's his third knee surgery. Yeah. Next year will be his final year of that big contract the Angels gave him for yeah. five years, $125 million, The Angels. That they're basically paying the Rangers for. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, he's getting his money no matter what. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at Josh Hamilton... He was a he was a perennial All Star MVP candidate for about a three year span from 2010 2012. One of the most exciting players in terms of natural raw talent that oh, I've yeah. seen in a long time. Just and this behemoth of a guy that could hit the ball a mile. Remember the home run derby at Yankee Stadium? Yeah, and then nuts. I don't know if you've seen like there was there's been a few of his highlight throws. He was never a big defensive guy, but the guy just had a cannon. Oh, he had a cannon. He basically like could throw people out like in right field. He could throw people out at third. Yeah, it was like, no he was. He was like the new Vlad. 
Vladimir Guerrero for a bit. It was unbelievable, and it was, he was just so fun to watch. And it was a good story for a while with him, with his coming back and from, uh, yeah, coming back from his addictions and everything. Yeah. But you know, when it comes down to it, I think that all finally caught up to him. I mean, these baseball players, right? You see these big sluggers, and they never really last into their thirties at this point. No, I mean, Poppy's a. Uh, David Ortiz is big kind of, you know, he's the only outsider exception of that rule right now. And I mean, there's guys that do end up, you know, still hitting 25, 30 home runs as big sluggers. But Hamilton was putting up 35, 40 home runs for like a three year span. He came back from rehab. I really do think uh, the addictions and everything kind of wore down his body early on in his career. And he's been paying for that ever since he got into great shape. But I think all those years of, you know, damaging his body from all that stuff kind of caught up to him finally and he's 35 yeah so he's got maybe a, he could potentially have like two or three good years left like decent 280 270s 20 something home runs yeah but for his own like sake of living healthy after he retires and wants to be able to walk kind of normally he might want to stop because he does go very hard in general when he plays and that's not going to stop him yeah, I think the only sluggers that really do make it into their 30s are the DHs at this point. Yeah. You had like Poppy, you had like your, um, I don't know, even Frank Thomas was a DH for a while. Like all these, all the, the DHs do really well. If you're playing, if you're playing defense every day, like you have your Ryan Howards, you know, that kind of thing where that it will take a toll on your body a lot yeah, more exactly. than people think. Like if Poppy's just chilling on the dugout, like for half the game. Yeah. More than that, because pretty he, simple. Yeah. Hamilton could potentially do that if he can come back in some sense. I mean, the last big thing to just kind of show you how much he's been riddled with injuries and not playing the past few years. Since he joined the Texas Rangers last year, he only had 170 plate appearances up to this point for them. Right. So that's about two and a half months worth, maybe. Right. Give or take of appearances. Yeah. So I mean, it's not great. The last thing that we want to touch on in terms of baseball is Jackie Bradley Jr.'s hit streak, which is pretty exciting. It is. I mean, we're both Red Sox fans. We're both Red Sox fans. 27-game hit streak. He's hitting 342 right now. The Red Sox look great Their this offense, year. they got like four guys and a 300 average. Yeah. I mean, when Pedroia is like your fifth or sixth best hitter and he was an MVP in 08... Yeah. That was pretty good. He really is kind of riding off in his glory years at this point. Jackie Bradley looks good. Xander Bogarts looks good. Mookie Betts. He's turning it on. He had a little bit of a shaky start to the season, but he looks really good. Right now, the top two averages in the American League are Red Sox players. Bogarts and Bradley. OPS, I think it's Ortiz and Bradley. It is funny. with, With this whole Ortiz farewell season and Jackie Bradley Jr. hitting the cover off the ball right now, Bogarts really has been overshadowed, and oh, he is yeah. so good. So good. I think that, like, honestly, like, Brad, Bradley came out, uh, was the more touted prospect, I think, because, you know, like, three years ago, he had that amazing um, preseason, and it looked like he was going to come out, and then he came Wait. out and hit, like, 200 yeah, and, and had a horrible, came horrible right from, like, the rookie season. World series, and he looked exactly. great. So he looked a little bit more touted, but Xander has been the way more consistent guy over the last three years, and I think he's going to be the perennial all-star, if I had to oh, guess. Oh, yeah, I mean, I remember reading a few, two, three years ago when they were talking about top prospects yeah. in the whole uh, minor leagues. He was like a top 10 one, and the one year they gave like future predictions. Yeah. And the future prediction for like 2020 was Xander Bogarts is the MVP with 30 plus homers, 120 something RBIs, like 320 average. Like, yeah. They're kind of expecting that to happen at some point. The it's power's just, not there yet. Right. 
it's getting there. It's just nice to have a shortstop finally after just years and years of cycling garbage to that position after Nomar left. Yeah, you haven't had it's, anything consistent since it, Nomar. It's been a black hole, and it's just super annoying. Um, okay, cool. So that's it for baseball. Um, for all of you manly sports fans, probably going to turn this off right now because we're going to get into it, baby. Let's be honest. You're not going to turn it off. You're going to want to hear this. I don't know anything about The Bachelorette, but you told me a little fun fun, uh, yeah, I mean, fun I thing about the contestant. And I want to hear what you, uh, I want to hear this actually real quick. I want everyone to know this. So just like quick note, I am not a fan of The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Mm, my girlfriend's huge fan of this stuff though. Um, my wife and I, neither of us really like it. Mm. We basically watch it twice in the season. We watch the final five minutes to see who cries because they didn't get picked. Mm, and that. we watch like the first, like we flip back and forth between that, the first episode of the season and whatever else is on, just to kind of see the weirdos that get involved. Like, there was a guy last night in a Santa Claus suit. Got picked. What? To go, to go through. He got a rose, yeah. I thought that was weird. That's, that's... There was a bunch of guys that were hammered. That was pretty funny to watch. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this year, it's some girl from the last one named JoJo. Every time I think of that, I just think of, like, the singer from, mm. like, middle school. The aughts. The leave, get out Early right aughts. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she's the contestant. Pretty good looking gotta say so how it relates to sports, sports is uh aaron Rodgers' brother jordan rogers is a contestant yeah. on the show and uh if you don't know who jordan rogers is he was the quarterback of vanderbilt for a while uh you know wasn't outstanding was did what he needed to do there for vanderbilt i mean vanderbilt's not known as a powerhouse in the college football world uh his biggest accolade in the nfl was he was on the tampa bay practice squad for a full season. He was with uh, two other practice squads, like got signed on, but basically was cut within a month. I mean, he's listed as a pro quarterback on the show, which kind of made me laugh because I was like, you were on the practice squad for the Bucks. You're not a pro quarterback. You, <laughs> you, you played against the guys that won't see the field on Sunday. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, so he's on it. Uh, apparently, according to like reports, not to spoil anything, well, you're but about to. I'm about to, but like apparently he does pretty well in mm. the show. Interesting. I don't know exactly how well, but I heard he does pretty well overall. Gotcha. So but it got us thinking. It got us thinking. What are the other? What are the actual sports stars that would do well in the Bachelorette? So, so this segment is going to be called "Welcome to the Sports Bachelorettes." Sports Bachelorettes. Who gets the rose? Cool. So going through each sport, we're trying to figure out who and why. Would do or who would do well on the Bachelorette yeah. and why they would do well on the Bachelorette? We're gonna do like one or two guys from each that we kind of thought of. Yeah, you know, and this comes with very little knowledge about how the show works. Knowledge, very. Yeah, so this is just minuscule knowledge. Minuscule knowledge about how the show players works. Players in general. Also, so this is gonna be this is gonna be hot take central. So, first one I thought of that was gonna do pretty well is gonna be Bryce Harper. I think just the guy's got fire flames hair. Oh first yeah. Of all. That gets him a rose right away. Um, that gets him a rose right away. <laughs> good looking enough to be on there, I think. He's got a good. He's got a decent personality from what I've seen. He's he on seems, Jimmy Fallon. He definitely seems like he definitely seems like a little bit of a wild card, right? Like he seems like he would be good on reality TV. Yeah, he does. Um, he's got like the kind of the swagger, but also seems to be pretty thoughtful at the same time. He's got like, that fiery temper, though. So he you would one hundred percent curse somebody out oh, in yeah. like in like the first episode. Like, he'd be talking to her, and, like, some guy would come to take her away to talk to her, and he'd yeah. just, like, just go off. He thinks he's the best player in the world, and he's probably not that far. Oh, he no. thinks the best he's, – he's, he's clearly the best player in baseball. He wants to make baseball fun again. But he clear, he also, like, 
thinks that he's the best in literally everything. And I kind of love that. So why not make the Bachelorette fun again? Yeah, I think that this could be like, just in terms of the competitiveness, he would be up there. Yeah, um, de- definitely. So another thought we had, uh, you know, yeah, we are Red Sox fans. So we might be a little bit of homers on this one. Big time. But, you know, when we give you the stats of this guy, you're going to realize why we chose him. Xander Bogarts. We were Xander. just talking about him. Oh, the X-Man. Uh, the X-Man. Uh, you know, some impressive things about him. One, he's from the Netherlands. You yeah, know. there's that. He's got the international flair. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, James, you were telling me an interesting fact about him. I did not know. Yeah, he speaks five languages. Five languages. Yeah, I mean, that that's a thing, impressive. dude. That's a thing. Personal life of Xander Bogarts, according to this. He has a twin brother. So they're not that. as successful. Not as successful. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so it was, it's pretty cool, man. I think that Xander Bogarts could, could do well. Good looking dude. Yeah, he's not bad looking at all. Um, the other one that we thought of for um, the for the NFL, uh, if it was not going to be Aaron Rodgers' uh, little brother, uh, <laughs> we don't we don't consider him in the NFL. I think Cam Newton. Cam Newton is I just think. charming as all hell. Just dab his way into her heart. Yeah, exactly. Um, he clearly, first of all, dresses spectacularly. Oh, peckable style. So the fashion would be out of this world on this show. Those ankle suits are awesome. <laughs> ankle suits. All about the ankle <laughs> all suits. All about the ankle suits. Um, and then, you know, he obviously is a good interview. He's fun. He does not like to lose. So I yeah. think that he would throw a real temper tantrum if he never got it, if he didn't get a rose at one point. I'm picking a lot of guys that might throw temper tantrums. I know. I think that's the most fun, right? It that's is. what reality it's, TV shows all, all about. It's, it's about, just about the blowouts. Yeah, it's about getting good... Uh, Good short clips. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another another thing we're kind of doing, we're making sure most of these guys that we're choosing are also guys that we know for a fact aren't married at least. Mm, Might yeah, be in relationships, but would, not at least married. Because I bet Dwayne Wade would do pretty well, but he's got yeah. Gabrielle Union. He was one of the people I was thinking about when I was like, he's married. That would be awkward to say that he'd do well. Yeah. Uh, for the NBA, though, another guy. We're also kind of going with the guys like the age range. It's usually mid-20s. You're not right. going guys too old on this show. Yeah. Uh, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin wouldn't be bad because he's clearly he's clearly he's got Jones the humor. in. He's got the humor. He's clearly Jones in to be on, um, you know, to be in the TV realm. Yeah, he's in LA. He likes this whole Does thing. Does the Kia commercials? Um, he clearly ha- also has a temper. If he punched a dude in the face yeah. while playing professional basketball, he broke his hand punching a dude in the face. What would he do for his love? good friend? What would he do on The Bachelorette? <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, um, you, just, you can just see it now. Tune in next week when Blake Griffin does the unthinkable for love. Yeah, of course. I also think that um, for sheer comedy's sake, I think Kevin Love in The Bachelorette would be hilarious because he would absolutely... loves his last name. Loves his last name. <laughs> um, and he would he would also just like... I, he would not get a rose like ever. Like, oh, whatever. He'd be eliminated immediately and he'd be so moody and like would complain that the girl's not taking pictures with him or putting him in Instagrams and like <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And I well, it was an I picked for the dates. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I want to go on the helicopter. Also, um, not to not to keep it too Meet the Hooper Central, but I think Damian Lillard would do I very well. Say DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. And I was gonna say no. Absolutely not. I gotta stop it at that one. Yeah, absolutely not. Because too would, tall. Yeah, too tall. <laughs> but he would also he would also be like I'm committed to this girl, and all of a sudden be like, oh wait, Paul Pierce is locking himself in my house i gotta go back with my ex-girlfriend yeah my ex is calling me damien lillard though can actually rap i don't know if that factors into the bachelorette i mean it gets it gets a good impression going it shows he's got skills yeah um and then for hockey we don't really have much of a mindset we we thought tyler sagan the one thing with tyler sagan Sagan. is he's a bit of a poon hound that tyler sagan now i know that we said that we have an explicit rating 
So I'm curious if that's okay. going to sneak through. All right. <laughs> I mean, no one's listening at this point anyway. Um, so Tyler Sagan, bit of a ladies' man. Yeah. So I'm concerned that that, but he's got like the bad boy. Yeah. Like you got to have the players on the show. Oh, maybe not like just the actual players like, like actual we're discussing. Players, yeah. But like guys that you know are like the ladies' man that have the whole reputation. Yeah. Because there's always those guys on that show. They're like. Uh, oh, hey, did you hear about this guy? He literally was dating like five girls before he came on this. Yeah, and they're exactly. like, what? What? And then he gets confronted. He's like, I was not dating five. I was only dating three. Exactly. And they mean nothing to me now. They mean nothing. <laughs> you. You are my world. Girl who I just met recently on television. I am in love with you and I've known you for 27 hours. Yeah. Hey, looking for love, man. Yeah. Everyone's looking for love. All right, cool. So those are the people that we've decided that would be good on The Bachelorette. If you have a good idea, Sports Dance Nation. Yeah. And would like to kind of chime in and figure out, um, you know, tell us who we might have missed. And the MLB, maybe tennis. A bunch of you chimed in on our Space Jam takes, telling us the people that we must have missed, uh, you know, putting him in Space Jam. I know Chris Rock was something that... um, Yeah, I don't know how we missed Chris Rock. Kevin Hart. No, no, Kevin Hart, excuse me. Kevin Hart was the one. I said Chris Rock, I think. Kevin Kevin Hart Hart was pointed out to us. But uh, if you have an idea of someone who would be good on The Bachelorette, please let us know. Um... Our sports, our, our media handles, Greg, you want to take over on that Yeah, one? so our media handles, again, are on Twitter. We are at SportsStance underscore. I know that drives James nuts, but that's what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, at SportsStance underscore for Twitter. Instagram, it's the TheSportsStance, which we've seen a little bit of increase on that. You know, getting close to 500 followers on there. That's not bad. Not bad. Uh, then we got Vine, where the sports stance, and uh, then you have... Uh, Facebook, you have the Sports Stance page. Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Love. Follow me on Twitter at Sports Stance J. Um, that's Sports Stance J. Yeah. So James controls that one. I control the Sports, Sports Stance, Stance underscore. So, yeah. And know. then also, um, yeah, give us a good rating and review on iTunes. It actually means a lot. So yeah, if, it does. You, if you did do that, that would be super helpful. Um, awesome, man. So anything else before we sign off? Uh, you know, not too much. I mean, we'll I just be back gotta, next week. You'll be back next week. I'll be back next week. I least. might have something to record it. Yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. I'll figure it out and uh, send it to you. Cool, man. I'm going to be lounging, getting uh, unlimited drinks in the Dominican. Yeah, well, gonna I'm going nice. to be here eating ramen noodles. So, yeah, Well, I mean, that's what happens when you go for the filet in Seattle. Yeah, what are you going to do? All yes. right, guys. Well, from Greg and James, this has been the Sports Dance. Thanks for listening and tune in next week. See you guys later.